Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is February 17th, 2019. I'm sitting here. I'm an astrologer behind the bright red desk. It is a beautiful Sunday morning here in New York. Sun is out. Clouds are out. Little puffy clouds. It's very pretty. Still a little chilly here in NYC, but we can uh, feel spring coming this week. And I brought these beautiful uh, parrot tulips which are blooming, and of course the cats ate them last night and vomited a little tulip leaf, so all is well here in my apartment. Um, welcome to the weekly weather. We have a lot of changes next week, most importantly of which is Chiron galloping into Aries for the next eight years. Uh, it's a biggie. I'm doing a webinar uh, Monday night from 7.30 to 9.30 about his role in our history as well as what we can expect for the next eight years. This is a major change. And then next month, uh, Uranus goes into Taurus. So they both have been traveling through Aries and Pisces, and now they're both shifting signs for the next eight years. So it's a real important time for all of us to kind of go, okay, life assessment. And, of course, whenever a planet enters Aries, in the case Chiron, he's a Kuiper Belt, or some people call him a dwarf planet, some people call him a comet. He's a centaur. Nobody knows what he is, half horse, half man. Uh, it allows us to get in touch with our bestial, our animal nature, and our instinctual human nature, because the horse part is, of course, the animal. And, the you know, if you've ever been around horses, they're really, really smart. And then the uh, very intuitive uh, critters. And then the... The, the human part, the top part, uh, is the intellectual, and how do we integrate the, the the nature of our body with our intellect? So it's really interesting starting a new 50-year cycle, because Chiron takes 50 years to go around the zodiac. Last time he was there was 1968, of course, which is 49 years, but you know, round up one. But at any rate, so what were you doing in 68? It's going to bring that back. And also, in Aries, any planet individuates, starts a new cycle, initiates, begins, da 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 all those Aries words that we love so much about our Aries friends. They're always hard to pin down because they're restless and they're moving. Cardinal, uh, cardinal signs also, Aries is a cardinal sign. Ingress, initiate a new developmental growth cycle for the next 50 years of your life or subset thereof, if you're old like I am. I'm not planning on living another 50 years. I mean, who knows, but not, not on the, not, you know, it'd make me like 120 or whatever. However, however, I'm really looking forward to this because it's an initiating, starting, uh, startling energy. And so all of us are going to feel it. Uh, Chiron gallops into Aries on, um, uh, where's my little notes here? On February 18th at 4.07 in the morning. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, Chiron's going to be in Aries. And uh, he kind of says, okay, here I am. And, of course, Aries is, you know, it can be a little aggressive. You know, we know that. Uh, a little combative. We know that. But it also has a lot of energy around um, healing. And one of his big things, you know, when I was a baby astrologer, and I was learning about Chiron, I would bring it up when I would do a reading with people, and they would cry. <laughs> you know, with Saturn, they go, oh, yeah, you know, I know, I know, I know I'm supposed to do that. But with Chiron, they would cry because it's tied to the soul wound, right, and the wound of uh, how we work. And it also is an integration point for all of us. 
the Magi Society recognizes when someone chirons into your life, gallops into your life, and lands on your chiron, they are there either to heal you, right, because they see your soul and they love your soul and they hold your soul, or, eh, you know, on a bad day they can wound you. Of course, that's why, you know, when people meet their soulmates, and I hear the word, oh, I met my soulmate, I go, ah, chiron has been activated because they feel seen. Uh, on the bad day, of course, when the marriage or the relationship ends, these people know what to go after exactly to get you crazy. They know to bring up that story. They know to bring up that event that happened to you because that's your wound, right? So it's a real important thing to understand your Chiron and to work with uh, work with it in terms of what we're doing, right? Um, so when we're, when we're working with it, uh, we have... Um, we have to kind of honor that somebody's text messaging me. I shouldn't be watching my computer when I'm doing my radio show. Sorry, paying attention again. Um, so at any rate, Chiron is uh, Chiron's big, and we have him next week. We also have a couple other things going on. You know, the sun goes into Pisces, which marks the end of winter, 30 days. Pisces, Pisces, all the Pisces people are going to have birthdays. Um, and we also have a super full moon. The moon is very close to Earth, so when it has, we have the full moon on Tuesday at zero Pisces. We're really going to see it. It's going to be right up there in the heavens, nice and bright and juicy. We also have a number of other aspects next week that kind of are important. Venus is in Capricorn. She's been there for a little bit. Uh, she went into Capricorn on February 3rd. And this week she meets up with both Saturn and Pluto which means that she's going to wake up Saturn and say to Saturn, let's start a new cycle. And she's going to meet up with Pluto in Capricorn and say to him, let's start a new cycle. Now, these are one-year cycles, right, when Venus meets because she takes a year to go around. However, remember we had an eclipse in January? (laughs) She's also roaming through the eclipse point. So Venus is coming to activate the eclipse point where the sun and the moon were captured. Remember the besieged Saturn, besieged lights? So Venus is triggering the eclipse this week also, which brings up for us what was going on January 4th, what we started, what we initiated, what we came to consciousness about. And Venus brings a little bit of gentleness to it. Obviously, she's not an aggressive girl, but she's going to activate us and make us go, oh, yeah. And she's going to say to Saturn, Saturn, what do you want to work at loving this next year? And then she's going to say to Pluto, Pluto, what do you want to work at transforming next year with my help? And think of her as helping Pluto and Saturn. And they all get a little soft, kind of like, you know, the favored the favored kid coming along and saying, hi, how can I help? There's a gentleness and a kindness to Venus when she shows up to work with them um, because she is all about love. Now, she is in a very serious sign right now. She's in Capricorn, which makes her somber, makes her very aware of price and value and how things work, makes her conscious of what's going on uh, in terms of how she has to work, because she's in the sign of Capricorn, to get what she wants. So it makes her a bit of a striver. 
uh, you line up ten purses, Venus can tell you the most expensive one. Right? That's just how she works. So our honoring her when she hits Saturn and Pluto this week, at the same time that Chiron gallops into Aries and we have a full moon, we know we're going to be working with an emotional week. Right? It just kind of, you can almost feel the setup. The other thing that happens uh, yesterday on Saturday the 16th, um, Mercury entered his shadow for his upcoming retrograde, okay? Um, and, it, it, oh, I'm sorry, he got to 16. He gets there, I lied. He gets there on the 18th. He enters his shadow for his upcoming retrograde. He's going to be retrograde all next month, March, from 29 to 16, Pisces. So now as we hit 16, Pisces, he's going to set up, bop-ba-da-bop-ba-dee-bop, this energy as he goes forward and say, this is what the retrograde journey is going to be about. And, of course, Mercury's in the last sign of Pisces. So he's very sentimental. So I've had a lot of people this last week or so talking about old memories, remembering old boyfriends. Ah, we can hear Chiron at the end of his zodiac. Remembering old loves. Remembering times when they were happy uh, that are no more. So they have a tinge of sadness, you know, remembering someone who's passed on. It's an excellent time for people to roll off the planet because the eclipses are leaving, including people that are very beloved. So in New York here, there was a police shooting, uh, and it was a friendly fire. I don't know why they call it friendly fire, except they were killed by bullets from police officers. The guy was killed by bullets from police officers instead of by uh, the bad guys. Um, and it was a beloved police officer who'd worked for 19 years in the same precinct. So all the neighbors knew him, all the bodega guys knew him, all the people, you know, he walked around and said, you got any problems, let me know. To all accounts, a wonderful and beloved man and with hosting pool parties in his backyard. And um, he was went to work without wearing his bulletproof vest and got a shot through the chest. And, of course, you know, they're, they've been talking about it, uh, and the funeral is next week when Venus comes to Saturn and then comes to Pluto. And in New York, we have a real show of police officers when there's an officer shot. Um, and, you know, I have to say, whenever I see the pictures, they always make me cry because it's all these guys standing there honoring their fallen hero, their fallen brother. And in this case, 42 shots were fired, um, and he's dead. And that's Venus Saturn, you know, uh, one of my favorite teachers, Ellen Goldberg, uh, who's my palmistry and my tarot teacher, uh, her her favorite and beloved aunt passed, and so she's traveling to New York to go to the funeral with her favorite aunt. So it is a time of uh, honoring our elders, and I want you to pick up and call your elders, call the people that you love, who have influenced you, have given you guidance, you know, when you were a troubled teen and they they listened to you, maybe contact an old teacher who cared about you and helped you get through, um, uh, helped you get through your energy, helped you get through the, the point of what you were doing, helped you get through a troubled time. Call a friend that was supportive and loving of you when there was a hard time. I was talking to one woman last night and she was like, very upset that people had not stepped up and helped her when her mother was sick. And I know there's a lot of uh there's a lot going on, you know, in the world. Um but if you think of somebody, you know, they kind of pop into your head. Just drop them a note. 
and say, how you doing? Because right now, with the Chiron activation and with Venus hitting Saturn and Pluto, everybody's going to feel a connection to those points, the points when we were wounded, the points when we were dealing with a structural change in our life, Saturn, or when we were dealing with someone departing and going to the underworld uh, with Pluto, uh, with someone leaving us, you know. So just kind of be a little aware that this week's going to be a little bit more fraught. And, of course, people that had stuff pop on the eclipses, this is when we get the the gentle kiss of Venus inviting us to move to the next chapter with that story. Um, so it's an interesting week. Uh, and, of course, it um, we start a 50-year cycle with Chiron. So how can that be bad except we're all going to go, oh, wow, uh, that was interesting. So feel free to join me for the webinar. Information on my website, Ann Ortley or AnnEstroAnn.com. Um, and it'll be Monday night, President's Night, President's Day. And hopefully you're all going to have a really good day off tomorrow. I'm going to be working, but I like to work. That makes me happy. All right, so let's talk about the moons. Right now, today, bright and early, the moon is in cancer, which is why we're doing all this sentimental stuff. Uh, And it goes into Leo uh, at 1027 this morning. Actually, it's in Leo right now, 1021 this morning. It went into Leo. Eastern time these are. And it's in Leo today, tomorrow, Monday the 18th. And it goes void at 851 Uh, Monday morning, or Tuesday morning, with a trine to Uranus. So fire Leo moon, fire Leo trine. The good news is that Chiron ingress (laughs) is going to have a grand trine in fire, which helps us use it, uh, you know, as a visionary healing opportunity. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, but you know what that means. That means you were wounded, right? Yeah, visionary healing opportunity. Ortley, I know what you're trying to pass off on me. Okay, so at any rate, it's, in a grand, it's a grand trine in fire Monday, Sunday, Monday, and uh, Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday morning at 9.47 in the morning, the moon goes into Virgo, and it's in Virgo Tuesday, Wednesday, and it uh, is there until 9.17 in the morning on Thursday morning. But it does go void uh, Wednesday night at 8.51 p.m., and the moon goes void with a trine to Pluto. Now, at that point, Venus has zipped along and she's traveling between Saturn and Pluto at that point. So now we're throwing the moon and Virgo in there, right? You get in the picture? There's going to be Venus and Saturn and Pluto working together, and the moon is coming along to help. And when she's in Virgo, she's very helpful. She's a very helpful moon with nice closing aspect. So then bright and early Thursday morning, she goes into Libra, and she's in Libra the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd, until 10.10 in the morning, when she goes void with an opposition to Uranus. So Thursday, Friday, are throw it away. You don't need it anymore. Release it, let it go. And that, of course, on Friday is when Venus comes to Pluto. Um, and then Friday, Saturday morning at 10.56 a.m., the moon goes into Scorpio, the Friday the 23rd, and it's in Scorpio all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then it goes void at 7.14 on Monday morning with a sextile to Venus, right? So her sextile to Venus gives us a positive and proactive opportunity because the moon in Scorpio is sextiling Venus, which kind of is a good opportunity to do stuff, right? So we have the Venus hitting Saturn on Monday and the Venus hitting Saturn on, hitting Pluto on Friday. And in that middle period there, we have creative, we have working hard, and we have separating 
moon energy. So we're going to create, we're going to work hard, and then we're going to say, done with it, as we go, as Venus travels in the sky. And, of course, the moon in Virgo helps because she links up the Saturn-Venus energy with the Pluto energy, right? So she helps carry. It's um, called translation of the light. She's carrying the energy from one to the other. She's encouraging it to move to a new place. Speaking of that, um, I'm going to be hosting in New York on the weekend of March 2nd and 3rd with two other astrologers, uh, Heather Rowan Robbins and Mark Woltz, uh, a class on horary and electional and mundane astrology. So horary is where you cast a chart and you ask a question and the universe answers, use it as a divination tool. It's very cool. Uh, Electional is picking a good day to do stuff. Um, come and learn how to do that. You can teach your, help your clients. You can help yourself launch stuff. And then uh, mundane, of course, is how to work with the events of the world and see how they play out in your chart and use the energy productively, kind of what we do here on the weekly weather. And a little bit of um, you know anticipation, because this is a big year for us. We're ending a huge 38-year cycle with Saturn and Pluto. Last time they met was in fall of 82 in Libra, and they're going to meet up again in Capricorn January 12th. So the whole year has a quality of... Mm, mm. It's why people are really feeling like they need to make deep, funda- fundamental changes when these two outer planets, Saturn and Pluto, get together in the sky, which doesn't happen but every 38 years. <laughs> it's a long time. Uh, and, you know, it's definitely what you know. what's the structure of your life. How are you changing it? What's it look like? Where are you going? So... This week, Venus says to you, are you doing what you love? Are you doing the work, Capricorn, that you love? Are you doing the work, Pluto, that transforms you and helps transform the world? We're all here to have an impact. And we, we do have an impact on our friends, our pets, our animals, our children, our parents, our siblings, our partners, our workers, our coworkers. Uh, so honoring Honoring that impact and understanding it. I mean, that's the gift of astrology. It helps you look at it and not and see it and feel, wow, that's really kind of cool. I had a woman here the other day, and we were talking, and she was a Sag. She had like five planets in Sagittarius. And she said, you know, I kind of feel like I haven't really done anything in my life. And I'm, you know, and of course, she'd done a hell of a lot. <laughs> but you know how that is when you're having one of those days. And I said to her, well, you know, Sagittarius is a, a winter sign. You know, it, it happens after Scorpio. And uh, it's a winter sign, so it does the stuff at the end of the life. And she kind of looked at me and she went, wow, that was really helpful. And I'm like, well, yeah, you don't, you, don't have, you don't have enough knowledge to do it at the beginning of your life. You know, you have to roam the earth, Sagittarius, figure out all this stuff. And then when you sit, sit down at the end of your life, you go, okay, now I know... Now I'm wise. And she goes, well, I actually feel less wise. I said, well, that's being wise. We know you, you know you don't know as much as you should know because when you're young, you think you know everything. When you get older, you know less and less, right? You go, my, I know less and less. So she's like, oh, okay. So she said, that's really, that's really helpful. I said, well, that's why I love astrology. Is it says, hey, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to travel the earth for the first of 48 years of your life and then maybe calm down when you get to the 48 to 60 and maybe not you know maybe just keep going but think about have I done anything right so honoring your chart honoring where you are in your process most important and this week 
this week with Chiron going into Aries and the moon the the moon in working signs. She's a working girl when she's in Leo, Virgo and uh Libra. So she's in like high school, right? Grammar school, high school. Ah, yeah, remember those years? And then your first relationship, Libra. Your first relationship's Libra, where you went, I just married my mother, you know. <laughs> I just partnered with my bad older brother or that person reminds me a lot of my dad, you know. Remember when you did that, you partnered with your parents, with your first loves? Or you partnered against them because you wanted to get away from home? This is that week when you're going to be going down memory lane. So just, you know, just know it's happening. With the full moon in Pisces, very emotional. With a super moon, very emotional. You know, just go, okay, I'm in a very emotional state. Okay, so on we go. What else is happening this week, you say, to Anne? And Anne says, wow, there's a lot going on. Okay, so we did the moons. We did the supermoon, which is always fun. And that's at zero Pisces. Now, of course, that takes us back. That takes us back to that new moon in Virgo in 2017. And it takes us back to the moon in Gemini last year, which would have been the end of uh, May last year, 2018. Gemini uh, and the new moon in late Virgo on uh, the end of August of 17. Uh, So those are culminating. Those stories are culminating. So the story from then may step back up into your life and go, oh, I thought I handled you. (laughs) And, of course, it all comes back. You know, it's just that's the, we're on a giant merry-go-round. It goes round and round, and we go, didn't I see that before? Yeah, it's a new dress, new outfit. Okay, so the sun this week, as we mentioned, 29 Aquarius, and then it's going into Pisces. That's how we can have a Pisces new moon. You've got to have the sun in Pisces, uh, Virgo new moon, rather. Virgo full moon with the sun in Pisces, moon in Virgo. Going too, and going too fast, we're going to slow it down a little because I'm going to talk incorrectly. Uh, so the Pisces moon has a lot of energy around um, feeling, and it also is very creative. It's emotional. It's world. It's got a lot of stuff where we're where we're feeling things. Uh, the moon in Pisces has a, a semi sextile to Chiron. Remember, they're traveling together, um, and so when the Sun goes into Pisces, it's going to trigger Chiron. That's going to happen on the 18th, right after Chiron goes into Aries, and then it's going to have a contra parallel to Uranus. So. Uranus says leave, and the sun is contraparallel to it, which acts like an opposition. So there's a desire here to break free. Now, remember, Uranus is at the last degree of Pisces, or last degree of Aries, right? And But they're on the other sides of the equator. So they're, <laughs> you know, they're right, they're right straddling the equator, right? And they're looking at each other, and they're going, I, I think we're having a tug of war here. So it's a tug-of-war between do I leave or do I feel emotional and stay, or maybe do a little bit of both. Um, then the then the moon goes, or the sun rather, meets up with the node of fate on February 21st, so you want to watch who you meet, important people coming in, that you're going to have really interesting ideas with, and maybe you want to work with or partner with, or they're going to inspire you and help you see something. A lot of people lately have been reporting that they don't know what they want to do next or they don't have a vision for their future, including me. You know, I I went back into therapy uh, to talk to my old therapist about, like, okay, well, what's my vision for the future? You know, I've built a nice astrology practice. Um, It's great. I love it. What do I want to do next? What's next for my life? 
and we were having this conversation, and she said, well, you know, Ann, it kind of comes in like on the wave, like the tide will bring it in. And you kind of look and you go, oh, do I want that? And you go, yeah, no, not really. And then the tide takes it out, or you go, yeah, I want that, and you pick it up, right? I'm like, all right, that is true. And so watching that tide come in might come in on the 21st, okay, next week. So watch for the tide. Mercury, of course, enters his shadow as of the 19th, 18th, 19th. But he's in Pisces. He does not have words. Get out those songs. Sing. Have you been noticing you've been in song? You've having more earworms in your hand? <laughs> I had the song from uh, Rent, that Akita, Evita, just won't shut up. I believe if you beat nonstop, that pup will breathe its very last high-strung breath. This song is going through my head over and over and over again. I just gave it to you. Um, I, you know, think of the songs that you're singing in your head, right? Now, I find when that happens, I want to get up and throw things away, <laughs> like Evita jumped out of the window. Um, but it also is like, do, 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 do. And then John Denver. I've been having a big John Denver run. So Mercury and Pisces, bring up the songs from your childhood. Bring up the songs from your youth. Mercury goes from 14 Pisces to 23 Pisces, enters his shadow on the 18th, tells us what the upcoming Mercury retrograde is going to be. He hits up with Neptune on the 19th at 15. Again, a day for inspiration, perhaps a day for tears. And then he has a sextile to Saturn. So he's in a working aspect even though he's in the water. He's bringing things ashore. So when I got up this morning, they were talking about people finding a boat, uh, a bottle and it had a buoy in it and it said if you if you call us the government released thousands of bottles into the ocean to watch where they tides carried them and it said if you find us and you call us we'll give you 50 cents <laughs> they were released in the 1960s probably when Chiron was in Pisces and now the bottles come ashore we're like, 50 cents, huh? That's pretty cool. I wonder if the phone number even works. But, um, yeah, that's Mercury and Pisces. Watch what comes ashore. Watch the messages. The universe is talking to you. Uh, Mar- Mercury is in the semi-square to Mars, so you can find yourself really mad on the 22nd without necessarily knowing what you're mad about. So just watch for that stress, because Mercury with a semi-square to Mars and a square to Jupiter, it's annoyed, okay? That's the 22nd. And then there's an opportunity for collaborating with transformation on the 23rd. That's next Saturday when Mercury sextiles Pluto. Uh, Good partnering energy that day, too. You know, if you meet somebody and they say, hey, why don't we work on this project together? Say yes. Mercury also is contraparallel Chiron on the 22nd and contraparallel Athena, making you think about the past. This is a very emotional, sensitive week. Okay, those transition weeks always kind of bring up old stuff, and this is kind of stuff from 1968. Um, that's when my Aunt Carol left the convent, right, and came and lived with us. And she was really a very influential woman in my life. Um, because, of course, you know, it was, I was, what, 14? My mother, you know, your mother drives you a little crazy when you're four. At least my mother drove me crazy when I was 14. And Aunt Carol was very good. Made my mother make me promise I wouldn't enter the convent because uh, I was rather enamored of Aunt Carol. Um, Venus, but she did leave the convent and lived happily ever after with Uncle Lou, um, who she met shortly after she left the, left the convent. So watch for who invites you to partner, who invites you to work with them, who invites you to kind of understand things on a deeper level, and maybe, maybe, maybe makes you mad. You know, if there's a little mad under there, 
sometimes it comes as depression when it's Pisces. You know, you're mad about something. Um, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about people wasting their life. I have a few people that are ending relations and they're going, I wasted the last 18 years. I'm like, you didn't waste it. You had a good time most of the time. Uh, And maybe the last year was kind of bad, but it wasn't horrible, right? It was, you know, it was bad, but you didn't waste 18 years. You had experiences, you had life, you had all that stuff. So everybody starts doing that wasting thing. And if you start doing it to yourself, go, no, 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 let's let's not get so global. Let's focus on that it went bad here, or you outgrew it, or they outgrew you, or whatever. No wasting. We're not wasting. Um, Venus this week goes from uh, 15 cap to 23 cap. And she, of course, if we met earlier, meets up with Saturn and Pluto. She also meets with the nodes of fate. So watch who you pull in or let go of. And she also can be a little cranky uh, because she is uh, having a little bit of uh, argument with Jupiter about abundance. Jupiter's saying in this abundant world and Venus is going, you know what? It's it you know I, it's not anything I want, <laughs> and let her be crabby if she wants to because she's she's meeting up with Saturn and Pluto so she's working on a new level. Uh, Mars is saying to you, um, watch the optimism. He's in Taurus, runs from two to seven Taurus, but he also is really good, like I mentioned last week, for doing new habits, getting new routines in place. Um, and then Jupiter's in a biquintile to the node of fate. Watch who you meet on the 18th. The 18th is shaping up to be a pretty hot day, so just kind of pay attention to that day. Um, and then we also have uh, Athena stationing to go retrograde at 29 Libra. Um, and so we're going to revise some of our thinking about things, as well as Chiron, of course, entering Aries on the 18th. So hopefully you can join me for the Chiron webinar, and also I'm teaching with Heather and Mark and me next week, two weeks from now, on June, uh, 2nd and, or not June, March 2nd and 3rd on my website. Also, last opportunities to sign up for Italy, 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 Italy. It's really fun, and um, if you have any questions, write me or call Jane Rees at uh, my information and contact information is on my website. Take care. Have a great week. It's going to be fun, if a little, a little bit intense. Okay, and um, hang in there. You know, this is this is the new transition coming in, the old stuff leaving, the new stuff arriving. That's how it works. Tied in, tied out. Watch what the ocean brings you this week, the ocean of the universe that we all float in together. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk, and going off into the sunny bright day to uh, be an astrologer in the world, my path. I hope you find your path and that you have a good, happy week. Take care, lots of love, and a big hug to all of you that are maybe having a little bit more of a struggle. And if you're not having a struggle, a big cheer of happiness because you're in this new chapter. Take care. Bye-bye.